with work, it is kind of an infinite game and there's always another mating take and there's always another, you know, project to get involved with. And I think you really have to police yourself and, and kind of pull back and say, you know, do I have the headspace to, you know, be there for my team, to coach them? The infinite game of work. I kind of like that. Maybe that should be the next episode of the World of Work podcast of the WOW. But here we are in part two with John Wegman, my guest in this episode. And we talk about charting new career paths in today's complicated working environment. In particular, we zoom into his experience and how he went about charting these new paths for himself. Part two is also focused on the younger generations. What does their world of work look like? What do they expect from work in the first place? And how do you find that right balance as a leader between results that you need to bring home and at the same time coaching a team that you know ultimately will not be there for the long run? So let's tune into the conversation. What do you see out there in terms of the the next upcoming um, generation? What is their thinking when it comes to, you know, work and and career? Yeah, I I think that, um, you know, it's interesting being in a student environment again. Um, One is I had to remember kind of my place in things to go from senior leadership to you don't argue with the professors because they're the professors, right? Uh, but, <laughs> There's but also there. you know, being, being in a much, when you're in a senior leadership position, generally the people you're interacting with are your age or plus or minus, you know, five or 10 years. But I think to jump back and, you know, interact with, you know, 20 year olds, 25 year olds, um, uh, that was incredibly refreshing uh, because you you, I wouldn't say, I mean, I, I think, I mean, in a good way, but you get stuck in your box, right? Um, and and kind of being outside uh, and, you know, the program I was in, there was people from SBB, from, you know, Swiss government, uh, you know, and I think there's, you certainly you've got the the, the age, um, you know, uh, perspective much broader, but we also had, you know, people that, you know, are coming at problems from totally different, uh, totally different angles. And that was incredibly refreshing. Cognitively, it's exhausting. Uh, but but if you actually take the time and say you know you know why does somebody who's 22 look at this problem differently and then kind of start to pull on that thread uh, you get some interesting insights and I think um, you know to to answer your question more directly I I think that uh, you know the approach to employment is much more transactional right I have a set of skills um, I will provide those to you for a fixed period of time and spoiler alert it's not you know, if it's more than a couple of years, you know, it's remarkable. Uh, and we're not uh, getting married anymore, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, you no, know, there's not this kind of uh, linear career pathway, uh, and uh, and I think that uh, I think that's probably the biggest thing. Um, and I think the uh, the the digital natives think they think in software um, software development, right? Which is very fast and very incremental. Um, and these kind of big capital planning cycles that you see, uh, you know, classically, I think that, that, that there's a bit of natural tension there. Um, and the truth probably somewhere in the middle. Uh, but, you know, I just see I see things um, when you take this kind of agile approach or however you want to frame it, uh, you know, that the digital natives are more used to. You can do things a lot faster, which is why I think we see a lot of startups, you know, that that scale very quickly. Uh, and, um, you know, but equally where they fall down is. You know, you may not have the business experience or you may be, you know, you may be sailing into a down cycle like we're in right now um, and, and not have the, you know, the, just the perspective to kind of keep going and uh, and and keep grinding away at, uh, you know, at your vision or whatever you're, you know, whatever you're working on. Mm-hmm. So 
I, I think there's definitely, um, you know, definitely a tension, uh, mm-hmm. there, but it's, uh, but in my mind, it's a healthy one. And, you know, I think senior leaders can, can really learn from that because things can get done a lot faster than, than they are in, in a lot of businesses today. I mean, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's easy to look at the Swiss banking system and see where innovation's happening and where it hasn't, uh, you know, and, uh, um, and you know the, the outcomes there, which are which are not always fantastic. Um, but uh, so I, I think there's something on both sides. And if you're clever enough to be able to harness that in the right way, you know, I think those are the companies that'll be you know the Googles of the next decade and and, and on. It's going to be fascinating to see. Absolutely agree. And, and this time component, I see it also when it comes to careers. You know, you were saying. <clears throat> the digital natives, they can accelerate things, expedite them compared to our ways of thinking, oh, three-year plan, five-year plan, and, you know, before you can get something done. Well, they don't have that much time, or at least they see time very differently also from the career point of view, or at least from a promote, because it's less about careers, actually. It's more about give me the money. Um, It's more (laughs) and give me the raise and give me the next, you know, otherwise I'm just going to move on. And, you know, I grew up with this thing that you need to build leaders, you need at least 20 years. 15 to 20 years to build a you know solid general management position in big fortune 500 companies of course i'm not talking about the smaller ones but the ones that have a major impact in um in the economies and and employment well that's kind of like difficult to you still need that amount of life experience that does not mean that it's going to be in that one company that's going to be molding you to become that leader and because like the young generation, they just don't have time. They, they cannot be bothered with it. Um, and I don't know, I may be kind of like jumping the gun here in terms of providing some reasons to it. But one of them is definitely this unpredictability that we're living in and could be, you know, COVID happens all of a sudden. And then and there you go. Your whole life is completely turned upside down. I don't know, your 152 flights or however long they were. Well, definitely got to carbon neutrality in 2020, I would suggest. Um, and given this unpredictability of everything, you can't plan longer than maybe a, a month ahead. The young folks are like, you know, it's be transactional, let's be professional, hopefully. Yeah. Um, you know, this is what I can give you. What can you give me? And, and, you know, let's leave that relationship, but let's come back to it. So, what I notice companies struggle in this concept of rotating talents because, mm-hmm. you know, today you're here, tomorrow, no, but the day after tomorrow, you may come back with a different experience and yeah. still continue to rotate. And that would be a huge paradigm shift in, in companies to see it that way, also for leaders. Yeah, I think um, I, I think that's a great point. I think it's spot on. I think the, um, you know, kind of the, uh, the people that are earlier in their careers right now are really good at articulating their value kind of in uh, what they've done on a on a point by point basis. Right. Um, whereas, you know, uh, w- when you get to the more senior side of things right now, people look at it more as kind of that career pathway. Um, and and I, I mean, both ways are right, you know, for depending on how you're framing it. But I but I think that when I look at myself, for example, you know, and to your point on LinkedIn, like I'm not a social media expert uh, and, uh, you know, how do you how do you use a forum like that or I mean Instagram or whatever to kind of say like this is this is you know in three months this is what I've delivered and this is kind of who I am as a professional um, I've gained these skills and now I'm moving on to something else three months may be a bit extreme but let's say it's six months or a year um, but as you say you come back to the same company you know in three or four years and it's a completely different situation 
um, you know, you have the advantage of knowing, you know, the industry or being a bit familiar with it. And in the meantime, you've kind of added these Lego blocks of different skills, which may have taken you longer to accumulate if you followed that, that smoother pathway, um, you know, with, with one company. I, I think that there's a understanding that we all have to learn uh, in how to assess that, uh, you know, for kind of the world we're in today. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And give me your views uh, before we kind of move towards the end of of the chat which you know i'm going to ask you of course as part of the wow what's wowing you at the moment so that's a <laughs> um but but let, let's touch quickly a little bit on your views about leadership as well because um you know we cannot be agnostic to the fact that with all of the everything we've been talking about so careers are no longer what they used to be uh, skills are no longer as predictable as they used to be. That employment relationship is no longer uh, an emotionally driven one in terms of like, okay, I'm going to stay here at least long enough um, to to feel I belong and to give you my loyalty. Um, we talked about this concept of rotating kind of talents coming in, coming out, coming back in, coming back out. And therefore, I'm assuming an important part of that is not only swift onboarding, offboarding, but also relationship building. So even if it's transactional, I would specifically say to the young folks out there, don't burn your bridges because bridges are there to be used time and time again. So, all, you know, if we package all of these things kind of together and we look at the, the traditional way of seeing leadership. I've got my team. I'm going to develop my team. This is the best team I've ever had. Uh, we're in it for the long run. That's the long-term goal. You know, and we're going to be flying to the moon in 10 years' time, and that's dream team. People coming in and out, but ultimately, you know, I know I can count on these individuals. Well, I question that. So I'm kind of wondering, you know, also from your point of view as a leader and as you will be going back to back to actually to a different kind of setup, which by the way, I'd be curious to hear what that is. Um, how has all of this thinking impacted your way of seeing leadership? What kind of different leader do you think you may have to become or you will become? Yeah, um, it's a great question. Uh, so first of all, every time in my career, when I when I finally got the team where I'm like, okay, everybody's you know in more or less the right seat with the right skill set. I have about two days before something changes, somebody leaves or there's a restructuring or whatever. So I, I, I think that's that's kind of an ideal state that, you know, is is almost impossible to achieve uh, over time. There's there's always a, a, a building area, um, you know, to to the your question on, you know, how does it how does the leadership evolve? I, I think that um, and I've heard this from so many people I've talked to so many senior people in the last in last months is. The, the general feeling right now is that they just don't have time to lead. Um, and um, hmm. and it, it seems to be kind of one of these emerging themes. I feel like I have to choose between financial results and leadership. Um, and for me, that uh, and it, I think a lot of it is on the back end of COVID and Zoom, you know, back to back to back, because you have these sprint conversations and it's like, oh, well, I've got another meeting. I've got to run. You miss kind of the context or, you know, just that extra two or three minutes where you can say to somebody, hey, um, you didn't seem you didn't seem like you were really kind of great in that meeting with something wrong. Or can I coach you a bit on something right in the moment, right, right after it happens and not on a performance review, which is annual, by the way, and, you know, 90 percent of the things have been forgotten, uh, you know, already. 
I, I think that um, that's an emerging thread that you know a lot of people are concerned about, um, and it's kind of getting this bifurcation of do I have results or can I lead my team? And for me, you have to combine the two because better leadership translates into uh, you know into better financial results, uh, you know, hands down. Uh, it's harder it, cognitively. It's exhausting, you know, when uh, um, when you're having to be that aware. Uh, you know, of, of uh, especially on, you know, two dimensions on Zoom uh, or video screens, uh, you know, of kind of the dynamic and how people are feeling. Um, but I think when you do take that bit of extra time and, uh, you know, to your question on how I approach things is, you know, schedule 10 minutes between meetings or 15 minutes, um, uh, you know, or or whatever, whatever the formula is. But but, you know, kind of it's an endless, you know, I think uh, Simon Sinek has this, you know, infinite game. Uh, mm -hmm. And I think with with work, it is kind of an infinite game and there's always another mating take and there's always another, you know, project to get involved with. And I think you really have to police yourself and, and kind of pull back and say, you know, do I have the headspace to, you know, be there for my team to coach them? Um, and it has to be real time. And it has to be fast because to your point, you know, if you're only going to be in that role for six months, you know, um, you want, I'd want somebody to look back on their time with me and say, you know what, it was six months, but you know, every week I was getting feedback from John or, you know, or I gave him feedback, you know, and, and we were kind of coaching each other. Uh, and that was like a really meaningful six months in terms of my development. I think if, if you look back uh, and people would say that about you, you know, then, then in my mind, you know, hands down, you've been successful from a leadership standpoint. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and yeah, once again, it's that concept of time. Why do you need more than six months to build, <laughs> uh, you know, a great relationship? You know, it doesn't need to be super deep, but sometimes, by the way, it can even be deep. Uh, but at least a pleasant one and one where, you know, there's there's mutual respect and there's mutual, you know, understanding, collaboration. And of course, if one's a leader, one has, has got more responsibility in terms of sharing knowledge or, you know, uh, helping um, the ones that are maybe not as experienced kind of you know develop and develop does not mean as you were saying a longer term but it could be you know how can we do this particular task differently and how how have you been in this particular situation in this meeting and how could you be even better in the next meeting sometimes it's as short as that they're very you know i like the word you use sprinting it's yeah, like a, yeah. a, a coaching which is a sprint coach kind of like uh thing you know forget the marathons I mean, it's exhausting anyway, marathons, but <laughs> I'd much rather go for sprints. Um, but that requires, yes, a different style, you know, and a different mindset, I would say. Yeah, you know? I think, I mean, I don't know, style, I mean, style and mindset, I mean, I, I'd kind of look at it and say, you know, a, a simple thing I always ask people is like, what's your motivation and what's kind of your goal in this role? And it's one of those questions where it's like, well, I'm motivated to help the company, you know, add shareholder value or uh, but I think you, you kind of have to keep double clicking until you understand, well, you know, I'm just coming back from a maternity leave or, you know, I'm looking to build a skill set to take me to the next level. Like you really got to you really got to push people to be precise about what they want. And a lot of times they have a general idea externally and maybe internally they know that very well, but, you know, it's it's harder for them to share. And I think if you can get to that early, you know, what do you really want out of this next mm -hmm. cycle you know, mm -hmm. in this role? Um, if you can get to that at a, you know, even directionally, you know, kind of a, gen a very genuine level, um, not only do people feel good that you're taking the time to understand them and you get a better, again, you get a better financial result. This isn't about hugs and, uh, you know, um, uh, free lunch bars and ping pong. 
Um, but uh, well, hugs, hugs are not bad sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I still, I'm still an advocate for hugs because. <laughs> fair, fair yeah. enough. I, you know, I, I kind of, I, I link, I always link things back to, you know, back to the results. Of uh, course, of and, course, uh, of course. You know, and it is. I, I think it, when you engage people that way, and they see, it also helps them be specific. In the next six months, I want to build this, this, and this. Um, and, uh, you know, and when they are, they, they make their, like they're feeling progress, you know, they're making, they're making good progress along the journey that they've kind of self-authored or self-articulated. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I realize we're getting uh, close to the hour, so, uh, let's finish it with what's wowing you. Um, and then of course you'll keep me updated about your next, uh, <laughs> your career journey, because, uh, I'd be very curious. Maybe we can have a follow-up at some stage, but so what's wowing you at the moment? I think um, they're kind of it's a subset of what's in the headlines, right? Um, and, and I think you know the uh, the advances in the, on the machine learning, the, mm -hmm. the AI side are, are really fascinating for me. I've, I've been doing a lot of uh, you know kind of deeper understanding about how 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 the approach is, you know, what, what how the data sets are being built and, and learning models and all of that. But I think what's really wowing me right now is you kind of have this sphere of industrial automation and mm -hmm. um, and robotics. Um, and now the, the they were always kind of separate between the two, right? You had you had the you know you had robots that were following a, a pre-programmed uh, you know set of uh, set of instructions, and now you kind of have this Venn diagram where the the two are coming together, and you're seeing more more AI applications uh, move into automation. And uh, I think there's you know there's I've been talking to so many cool companies out there that are you know, um, that are doing things like, you know, automating inspection of uh, blades on wind turbines, right? Uh, with, uh, you know, with, with drones or with other, uh, with other robots that, you know, can kind of do x-ray analysis of the blades. Um, oh, wow, that, that you know, is extraordinary. And, 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 like, and, and like that saves, that saves somebody having to climb up, uh, you know, and, yeah. and do that, which is dangerous work, right? Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I was, I was speaking to another company that has like a, a, a boat that's kind of like automated rescue um, for people that may be uh, that may be drowning. You know, it's fully autonomous. And and you look at that and you say, you know, a, a, an ocean or, or a lake is a dynamic environment. Right. The conditions are constantly changing and you need that AI layer to be able to interpret things just like a human would uh, and, and navigate the environment in a better way. So I think. I, it hasn't it hasn't quite blown up yet, I think, um, but all of the macro trends are moving in favor, right? You know, you've got uh, inflation, you've got, you know, uh, labor shortage, you know, all these things, and you've got the technology that's kind of all coming together. Um, that's that's really exciting me and really wowing me right now. And there's there's so many companies that are on this. It's 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 incredibly energizing to speak with them and find out how they're approaching the problems. Well, there you go. Fantastico. <laughs> it seems like, uh, well, maybe we should explain what a Venn diagram is for the non-techie folks. No, I'm joking, but I, I <laughs> so when two circles come together, right? Something like yeah, that. Yeah, so, so you've got, kind of two, you got kind of two things and they overlap and in the middle is, there you is go. where the, you know, the sweet spot are, uh, is. And, uh, I think, I think officially it's supposed to be only two circles, but I, I take artistic license and usually throw in three or four. That's what wows me. Artistic license, poetic license, that creativity is still an important part of what we do. <laughs> hey, John, thanks so much uh, for joining us on the So here we are at the end of this episode together with John. I do want to thank him once again for being so open and authentic and transparent about his own experience as he's charting his way into new career paths and new swim lanes. So as always, do make sure you subscribe and 
do take care until next time. Bye for now.